And joining us today, Dennis Stewart. And what's on the agenda for today, Dennis? Oh, good morning, Jane. How are you? I'm going really well. And you looking... look well too. You look well. You're a picture of health, Jane. Looking forward to feeling good this hour in well, health, naturally. One of the things that I'm frequently asked is, what do you put it down to, the, uh, the increased interest, the increased uh, popular interest in so-called natural medicine? It's a, a question that I've been asked over and over and over again. And it's a good question because I think anyone that uh, ponders the question would realise that there has been a resurgence of interest in modern times in aspects of medicine that could be called unconventional, uh, one aspect of it being natural medicine. And natural medicine, of course, is very much associated with, with the use of the herb. And I've given a lot of thought to this over the years. As you know, I've been involved in natural medicine for many years. So I think I've got some good answers to that question. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And Dennis Stewart with us today. And the number for you to ring if you've got a question for Dennis is 49216216, which is exactly what Grant has done from New Lambton. Hello, Grant, a question for Dennis? Yes, Dennis. Hello, Grant, how Uh, are you? you? I'm good. I'm fine, mate. Good, good. I have a a customer of mine who's had a a few uh, heart problems lately. Yes. He's had surgery and he's probably like everyone who's had heart surgery, was very lethargic after it, didn't have much energy. Yes. And he got onto this um, Blackmore's Executive B stress relief. Yes. And he found it really gave him a lot of energy. Yes. Um, yeah, really, really kicked him along. And, okay. and um, I was just thinking, is it is it safe for anyone to take? Is it that you need? Well, you know, is it... any, any um, supplement that anyone is using, that uh, any person that's had uh, cardiovascular work done on them, any supplement should be run past their medical practitioner or their cardiologist. But generally speaking, um, the B-group vitamins are a very, very safe group of vitamins. And I know Blackmore's products exceptionally well. I've consulted for Blackmore's for very many years, and they're the most, one of the most ethical, if not the most ethical company um, that I've uh, had anything to do with. So I'm sure that they would have looked into any problems associated with that preparation. I'm not sure, well, I'd be pretty confident there would be no problems whatsoever. And there were numerous people that I would have placed on that preparation over many years, particularly to achieve the objective of giving them a so-called lift in inverted commas. And the B vitamins frequently do that. Yes, and I I was really ringing to... to, um for my own sake, like yes. I'm just, I, I'm a, I'm a 47 year old, pretty fit bloke. But sometimes, if you, if you, you think you're fit, you don't know how much fitter you could be. You know what I mean? And uh, well, I just thought, if I mm-hmm. took that, I wonder whether, if I don't have any ongoing problems, would I still get a boost of, you know, like, okay. like he got if, well, if I didn't have the rationale of using preparations like uh, the the B vitamins, executive stress, the Blackmore's fine products, is that the theory is today that in a modern Western society lifestyle demands make uh, a significant uh, drain on our performance glands, particularly our adrenal glands. The Americans, for instance, have coined the term adrenal exhaustion, and they talk about it being a functional condition where people in a modern Western society, um, with all the stresses and strains associated with it, um, run out of steam, if you like, as a result of the adrenals becoming weary, not diseased, but weary. And so the idea of using uh, B-group vitamins, amongst other things, is that they are part and parcel 
of a, a nutritional approach which aims to reinforce, nourish, uh, boost, if you like, the performance-enhancing glands. So I'm one of these that uh, nearly every day of the week in my practice I'm recommending people to go on to um, stress nutrients, one of which would be that product you're talking about. Um, okay. I'm always, I'm always a, a, a little bit cautious about advising people to equate good health with taking things. I think people yeah. probably take too many things, but yeah. I take uh, a B-grip vitamin every day of my life, uh, yeah. and uh, okay. that speaks for itself. I don't take a lot of things, but I believe significantly in making sure that my, my uh, performance is encouraged by using the B-spectrum. Okay, and just one other thing, mm. uh, Dennis. I've always suffered with slightly high blood pressure, and yes. I've been on different kinds of yes. medications yes. for it over years, and yes. I've always had the the uh, side effects that come with all those drugs. Mm. And, I, and so I've, I'm not really on anything at the moment. I'm just watching my diet, things like that, and trying to keep it down. Are you, are you monitoring your blood pressure? Yes, I go to the chemist and get it uh, checked. Uh, and, you know, every fortnight or three okay. weeks. And your doctor's keeping an eye on it as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm probably like most males, I don't go to the doctor anywhere okay. near enough, but every time I do go, that's one thing that's, that's checked okay. when I go there. And your doctor's happy with, with, with what's happening? <laughs> yes, yes, she seems to think that, okay. you know, I might just run on a little bit of high, high eye potential or something, okay. and, you know, yeah. I, well, I, it's never, yeah. it's never way out, but okay. it's just, you know, well, I'm one of the, out. I just wonder if there's anything naturally that's One of the things I'd, one of the things I'd suggest is that you look, Google up, uh, coenzyme Q10. I take coenzyme that. Q10, Q10. Okay. I take I take 300 milligrams of that every day uh, because of my hypertensive tendency, and my reading on coenzyme Q10 encourages me to see it as being one of the most useful devices for managing many uh, problems associated with the cardiovascular system. And in uh, you're at New Lambton, are you? Uh, in Lambton, you're not yeah. far from Look, where you are. I'm in my rooms in 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, on Monday. Pop across yeah. and ask my receptionist for a copy of the information on coenzyme Q10 that okay. I give to my patients, and you'll see there that what I'm saying is pretty well confirmed by that uh, by that textbook. So uh -huh. I would say that um, 300 mg's of coenzyme Q10 with your anti-stress vitamins, Blackmore's product particularly, would be yep. a good way, perhaps, of addressing that tendency. Thank, right. Yeah, it sounds really good. Thank you, Grant, for your call. And we'll go... Oh, we've got Jeff now from Fern Bay. Is that right? Yes. Hello, Jeff. Hi, how are you? Going well. You've got a question for Dennis? Yes, I have, yeah. Hello, Jeff. How are you, Dennis? Good, good, good. That's good, mate. That's good. Um, I bought some Grindelia from you. Oh, yes. From yes. your shop. Yes, um, yes, yeah. And the dosage is uh, 10... To 20 drops three times a day. So I've tried at 10 drops yes. three times a day. That's a very, very low dose. Yeah, well, what I was wondering mm. is because I keep it, say, at 10 drops and and uh, do it half a dozen times a day. Yeah, what I'd suggest you do is um, with, any, with any herbal medicine, there is always a dose range. Yeah. And what I particularly like to do is to start people on the lowest dose. Yep. in order to see what the response is. But very frequently, uh, the lower dose is not adequate. And in your case, if you're not getting a respiratory benefit from Grindelia, I'd move up towards the one mil dose, which is close enough to the 20 drops, which is the maximum dose, I suspect, on your label. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Now, I, I'd go up on that because you've probably heard me talk about Grindelia in the past and uh, the feedback that I have received over very many years uh, in practice in using that herb for chronic, chronic respiratory conditions yep. encourages me to see it as being one of the most underappreciated natural remedies for addressing chronic respiratory conditions. Go up to the higher dose. Right. and get back on the program in a couple of weeks' time and let us know. Sounds good. Okay, all right. Thanks, Dennis. That's a pleasure. Course Thank of you. action to follow for Jeff. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM. We'll be back with some more and your calls, of course. Very welcome. 49216 216. This is Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart, and we do it for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, taking your calls on 49216216, things to make you feel good. And Roger has joined us now from Lakelands. Hello, Roger. Hello there. How are you? You've got a question for Dennis? I have, yeah. Hello, Roger. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, good. Um, My wife generally watches Dr Oz and... uh, I don't normally, but I, something caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And he was saying about taking five things for health. Astralis, brewer's yeast, papaya juice, and Brazil nuts and zinc. Okay. Now, where can you get papaya juice? I can't find it anywhere. Papaya juice, pawpaw juice. Uh, pawpaw juice. No, papaya. Yeah, pawpaw. Oh, is it? Right. Yes. Now, the pawpaw or papaya contains a, a digestive enzyme called papain, P-A-P-A-I-N, and it's famously used for treating insufficient digestive activity, people that have problems digesting food or develop a lot of bloating or flatulence. Um, they do very, very well on particularly the enzymes extracted from papaya. So my, my uh, advice would be um, certainly use the fruit, but if you're wanting to get the maximum digestive benefit from it, in my opinion, you get that from the isolated enzyme, which comes in a tablet or a capsule preparation. Um, oh, so that's the, that's the way that I would do it. It's a, it's a very good suggestion because my opinion is as we get older, um, our digestive chemistry is perhaps not as um, efficient as it previously was. And I have noticed that um, elderly people using some digestive enzymes seem to be able to improve their digestion and overcome a lot of functional symptoms, some of which I've just mentioned. So yes, I, I do get a lot of bloating, and I'm yes. on Spamac for uh, yes. uh, esophagitis. Yes. So. I can, I can uh, tell by your croakiness of your voice. And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and Spamac is good, good medication. As far as I'm aware, um, papaya will not in any way at all interfere with the action of, of, of Somac. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with the recommendation that it is a useful supplement, and I'm impressed with some of the other substances you mentioned because the first one you mentioned was astragalus, and that is an Asian remedy that I've had a lot to do with in yeah. uh, developing a combination known as astragalus 8. I brought that into the country probably 25 years ago and gave the first lectures on it at a Blackmore seminar in uh, Ormond College in, in Melbourne University, and I still consider... Astragalus-based preparations, particularly Astragalus 8, as being the most useful device for treating people that experience chronic viral infections. So I'm impressed with that that was mentioned. Yeah, the other thing, there was a guy there that was the world champion memory, uh, yes. and he said he chews 
Gogi berries, is that right? Goji berries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yes, I wish memory was as easy to address as eating goji berries. Um, look, there may be something in that, but I have always um, had great regard for the uh, preparation called ginkgo biloba. And ginkgo biloba is popularly used in Europe, particularly in Germany, as a, as a modern-day uh, herbal medicine preparation standardised to a particular level of actives for addressing uh, memory faltering, particularly in the ageing. In fact, there's even a suggestion that it may be useful as a prophylactic or preventative device for warding off or slowing down um, faculties such as memory. So I've got more confidence in using ginkgo biloba than, uh, than goji berries. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Well, there you go. Thank you very much for your call, Roger. That's uh, that's actually sparked a lot of interesting comment, and uh, we won't go off and pop goji berries in just a moment. It, it is a, a fairly popular uh, supplement at present, but um, as I said, my experience clinically has been, and my study of, uh, of the modern preparations based on ginkgo biloba, uh, allow me to say that it's a very useful device for people at my very late stage in life to maintain what residual faculties I have. So should we also <laughs> be doing Sudoku at the same time? <laughs> I won't go there. To NURFM, it is 23 to 1. This is Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart, and we do it for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And we're talking about natural medicine. We're taking your calls. If you've got a question, something to do with wanting to feel good that you'd like to put to Dennis, then give us a call on 49216216. And Dennis, we did start off the program talking about the increasing popular interest in mm. natural mm. medicine. Mm. And um, you've got some thoughts on why mm. this has mm. been increasing so much. Jane, I have got some thoughts on it. I think that there are a number of reasons why uh, people are looking at unconventional um, healing things such as herbs and vitamins and minerals. A lot of it, I think, goes down to uh, the increased concern that many people have about uh, aspects of modern medicine, particularly uh, what they perceive, and I emphasise what they perceive as uh, the, the problem side effects associated with much of what's prescribed. Um, that's one issue, and they see in natural medicine perhaps a less likelihood of serious side effects Sometimes that's unfounded, sometimes it's founded. So I think that's one of the reasons. People uh, are sceptical, people may have been hurt, people may not have been advised about some of the side effects associated with, with what they may have been prescribed. And as a result of being hurt, uh, many of them are looking outside of the mainstream for resolutions to their problems, and many of them find uh, answers to their problems outside of the mainstream. Many don't. Um, so that's one reason. Is it fair to say mm. that there are some natural medicines that will also have uh, some side so. effects? Very much so. And I think this is the balancing factor. And I've always said simply because the thing is natural, it doesn't mean to say that it's perfectly safe. If we look at, if we go back in history, we'll find that Socrates, for instance, used a, a herb to terminate his existence. Um, that was conium maculatum, known as hemlock. So um, it depends upon what we're talking about here. But what we're talking about are those things that are readily available, frequently over the counter, which have been determined by our governments and health authorities 
to be to be safe substances. And to be fair, as as a medical herbalist and naturopath, our maxim is do no harm. And so the the herbs and supplements that we use uh, are characterised by significant safety and safeguards. Um, and therefore, the consumer can be confident that uh, what is sold to them or prescribed to them by professionals such as myself uh, has a very, very good, safe profile. We would violently object to the use of any toxic substance. Uh, That's not the nature of natural medicine, but your point is valid. Simply because the thing is natural, it doesn't mean to say that it's perfectly safe. Health Naturally on 2NURFM and Annette has rung 49216216 from Curry Curry. And Annette, your question for Dennis. Oh, good afternoon, Dennis. Hello, um, Annette. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Good, um, good. Um, recently I um, injured my foot. Yes. And I had to have a small oper- um, an operation on it. I yes. got in my foot and I had to take it out. Yes. And when I, they were doing that, my blood was very, uh, very, very thin. Your blood and was I'm thin? And I'm not on warfarin or anything to thin my blood down at mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. other than taking thyroxine because I don't have a thyroid. Yes. And I was just wondering if there's something that I can help build that up so it doesn't um, bleed so fluently. Well, your your medical practitioners uh, uh, noted that your blood was thin in inverted commas, did they? They have. And did, did you have to have any sort of treatment to, to cover the bleeding process? Well, they were having trouble to stop it from bleeding. That was the okay. problem. What, did they say anything about your platelet levels? Yeah, they said it was very, very, very watery looking. Okay. Look. Very thin. Um, it, sometimes our blood, char- well, our blood characteristics uh, pertain to us, and each one of us as an individual um, would have a different blood profile. So it may be that that is just you, that genetically uh, Mm -hmm. you are characterised by this level of of platelet. But what I have noticed over the years, and I'm basing my comments now on experience, I treated a gentleman in Gosford many years ago who had an exceedingly low platelet count which precluded his treatment for a cardiovascular condition and surgery. Um, I used experimentally but very safely a combination known as Astragalus 8, and I based it on my knowledge that in Asian medicine, astragalusate is called a blood tonic in inverted commas. Now, that's terminology that Western medicine doesn't necessarily accede to or agree with. But in Asian medicine, it makes sense if you study the philosophy of Asian medicine. So astragalus uh, would be considered to be a blood builder or a blood tonic. And in this case, it had a dramatic impact on this gentleman, which led to his... Uh, being able to live a little bit longer and be uh, managed better for his cardiovascular condition. So all that I would say is, look, it might mean anything. It might just be you. But if it is a concern, a medical concern, and there's not being anything offered to you, it might be useful to put yourself onto the Astragalus 8 formulation for, say, six months and then get another blood test and see what your platelets are doing. Yes. Okay, then. Thank you very much. I, I do have arthritis bad. And I am on an arthritis tablet. Well, that not could have something to do with it. All oh, right. So I'd like to try and do something naturally for that as well. So what could you recommend? Well, again, have you got rheumatoid or osteoarthritis? Osteo. Uh, osteoarthritis. Yes. Well, it could be your lucky day because what we're going to do from the studio, we're going to send you uh, free of charge as a gift 
my glucosaplex preparation, which is designed for osteoarthritis. So if you hang on, the producer will take your name and address. I'll send you a product that I developed for my patients, which I dispense and have manufactured for my patients. Give it a try and get back on the program and let us know how you've gone with it. I will. Thank you very much. So just hang we on. are a great believer and we use your astragalus bait all well, the well, there time. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay, then. I don't, but my husband does. Well, you should get on to it. <laughs> okay, then, Dennis. Thank you for your time. Okay. And this is Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart taking your calls on 49216216. Kim has rung in now from Jesmond. Kim, what would you like to ask Dennis? Oh, good afternoon, Dennis. It's Kim. Yes, Kim. Hi. Um, my, my situation is I've had long-term chronic and absolutely terrible constipation. Mm. Um, I'm at the stage now I take over-the-counter medication that's supposed to work in six six hours and mm. it might take three or four days mm. to work. Okay. I, I do eat a good diet. Yes. yes. I can say that because I am a qualified dietitian. Good, good, and good. High, and the high... Uh, Yes. Look, what I'd suggest you do there, my approach, um, it's a chronic constipational tendency that you've had or you're working with? Um, To tell you the truth, it's been since um, birth. I'm 59 and it's got very bad over the last couple. Okay. Look, I've got to be quick, and I can't obviously make too many sophisticated recommendations, but you might be surprised with what I'm going to say initially. One of the, the things, one of the things that I found most useful and most economical is the pharmacopoeia recommendation to use a medicinal dose of olive oil. Now, not castor oil, not castor oil. Let me emphasize olive oil. Olive oil is, uh, olive oil is underappreciated. In our society, you very rarely find you very rarely find constipational tendencies amongst Mediterranean people. Now, if you take if you take start off by taking 20 mils of olive oil daily, and you can you can go up from that. Um, in fact, if if you ring my rooms on Monday, I'll give you the maximum dose to which you can go from the literature. But I find a lot of people benefit by increasing the content of olive oil in the diet, starting at 20 mils, because olive oil, interestingly, works on the liver and gallbladder to accelerate, right. the, to accelerate the production and excretion of bile, and that increases yeah. the, the fluid contents of the bowel and speeds up yeah. transit time. It's a very safe entity. It's not going to clash yeah. with what you might be doing. What I suggest you do that, uh, or start doing that, and if you're not using Slippery Elm, if you're not using Slippery Elm... Uh, I'm not. Well, look, it, you must begin to use that, in my opinion, because it is the ideal gentle bulking agent, and in my opinion, far transcends the benefits of psyllium and bran and other things. Do those two things, see how you yes. go. If you don't do yes. well on them, get back and I'll go the next step with you. Oh, I really appreciate that, and okay. I'm very fortunate... I have um, locally grown olive oil at home. Well, you can't beat that. You can't beat <laughs> no. that. We should, we should, Thank you. We should all use more olive oil for many reasons other than just constipational tendencies. <laughs> Sounds good. Look, I think probably we'll all be lining up at Kim's door, Dennis. <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> Some so. really good uh, olive oil. Sounds good. Now, we, we, we 
talking. Oh, first of all, we've still got time for a call or two, 49216216. And just before we get back to our discussion on natural medicine, I'll just update the weather for our sponsor, the Hunter Motor Group for new Subaru, Honda, Volkswagen and Isuzu. It's partly cloudy today and we could see some showers. At the moment we have 26 degrees at Sandgate. So um, Dennis, um, we've been talking about natural medicine and the increasing interest. Mm. Now some people say it's unscientific. Mm. Look, that, that is still a commonly heard comment and I take issue with that because in the area of herbal medicine um, I believe the science is so strong and so overwhelming that anyone that disputes the credibility of modern herbal medicine, um, in my opinion, is not up to date with the literature. In our profession, in the herbal medicine profession, we use documents, many if not the majority of which have been constructed by pharmacognosists, medical practitioners, pharmacists, men of very, very high calibre who in describing a herb will describe its activity based on its chemical constituents, and based on its observed clinical benefits over the years. I said to a group of pharmacists the other night on this campus that the 1983 edition of the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, a landmark work in modern herbal medicine, was constructed by academic people, doctors, pharmacists, as well as medical herbalists, and one of Britain's famous pharmacognosists. So in the area of herbal medicine, I would say that modern clinical herbal medicine has as much credible base to it, in my opinion, than the mainstream. And that, by the way, is the reason why even in this town there are now a growing number of general practitioners who see herbal medicine as part of their practice. And I know these people, they're highly qualified men and women. They represent, if you like, those that have seen through this criticism that, that, that it's unscientific. It is scientific. We have another caller on the line, 49216216. We might squeeze in one more caller if we like. And this is Graham, who's rung in from Ermington. Hello, Graham. Yes, good afternoon. How are you both? Uh, good, Graham. How are you? Dennis, thank you for taking my call. Pleasure. Um, look, uh, I, I don't know if you could help me. I've, I've suffered uh, severely from eczema yes. throughout my life. That's what got um, me into this I've... profession. That's what yeah, got me. Right. Yeah, I heard that the other week. I'm, I travel up to the Hunter and oh, yes. out of Sydney, you yeah. know, four days a week. Yes, good, um, good. Yeah, now I've noticed over the last several months, um, by the way, the, uh, the um, eczema on my body and that, I've got that under control. Good. It's all okay. But good. over the last several months, I've noticed severe uh, itchiness, cracking, and um, flaking of skin off the hands. Yes. On yeah, both hands. Okay. And it's uh, and it's getting to the stage where it's it's quite painful with the cracking. Okay. okay. And um, the and the skin problem, yeah, Look, yeah, it's very bad. And I don't know which what, well, which way to go with that. Well, there are a lot lot of things one can do with natural medicine for eczema. As I said to you earlier, it was my own triumph over my own eczema as a young man that encouraged me to leave engineering and move into complementary medicine. But I'll be quick and say that if your eczema at this stage is restricted to your hands, what you can use is a little preparation interestingly based on licorice. Now, it might seem crazy, but licorice contains a chemical constituent known as glycerotinic acid. And glycerotinic acid extracted from licorice becomes the basis of a cream known as the GA cream. 
Now, what we're going to do, I'm going to send you from the program, if you hang on and give us your details, I'm going to send you a jar of my GA cream, which is based on glycerotinic acid, which I developed, let me emphasise, which I developed to address eczema particularly in restricted areas, the, the arms, the legs, etc. And it has over the years built my practice. So I'm going to send it to you free of charge, see how you go with it. Uh, it frequently is useful in the subacute or early stages of an eczema outbreak and can frequently stop the drift towards steroid topical applications. So the GA oh. cream, the GA cream, including an extract of licorice, in my opinion, is an underappreciated preparation, even in modern dermatology. But I'm going to send you one. You let us know how you get on. Oh, Dennis, look, thank you very much indeed it's for that. It's a pleasure. Hang on and I'll get your details. Yes, yeah, stand by, Graham. And, uh, yeah, well, that's definitely the way to go, Dennis. So. Um, we're getting close to the end yeah, of the indeed. program, but we've still got a minute or two okay. to okay. go. Okay. Um, that's if you'd be happy to talk mm. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever you want to do. (laughs) Yes, at this stage, and let's let's have a little chat. Go on. (laughs) We've got about a minute to go. One of the the things that we've uh, been discussing across the program this morning is why this renaissance of interest and this this, um, contention that uh, herbal medicine and natural medicine is unscientific. Um, As I pointed out earlier, the credibility of natural medicine has accelerated during my 30-odd years of practice. And as I mentioned, there are some very, very credible texts that are used professionally today to support the claims that we make uh, with reference to herbs. Look, for instance, at the, at the work that has been done, for instance, on herbs such as bilberry. There would be few people in our community that would not have heard about bilberry for the eyes, in inverted commas, um, the work that's been done on that herb, the fruit of the bilberry, expresses the modern scientific interest in natural medicine because bilberry has been shown to contain, again, uh, valuable chemical constituents known as anthocyanidins, which have a remarkable effect on the macula. And hence, bilberry, a modern natural medicine, well-developed and defined, has been used to address things like diabetic retinopathy. It's not unscientific, it's very scientific. And that's Health Naturally for today on 2NURFM. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. And we look forward to more on health next Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM. Thanks to all our callers.